This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We are live here at Mercedes Benz Stadium. We go, oh man, we got so much for you uh, for today. LTL team, I think we uh we uh gotta be like quiet voices. So we, we thank you for joining us, and we always like to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And, and when you make us your first listen of the day, make sure you go ahead and download it because we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. Yes. And make sure you leave us a five-star review. we got a lot to get to today. We're going to start off with the Atlanta Braves are still undefeated in June. How about that? We're going to take some observations, some takeaways for the day, because the Falcons had a practice down here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We're going to talk about that. And also, WNBA expansion and Ryan Day just coming out and asking for the bag. Oh my gosh, I love it. We're gonna get it all of that. But before we get to that, we gotta start off with the Braves and get the win against the, the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies T. And I think that that's one thing that we talked about as far as guys who need to step up and guys who are need to be in the lineup. I think we can start off with Michael Harris. Like he just absolutely did his thing tonight. And I think that's one thing that the Braves need for offensively and defensively, you know, him being in that outfield and knowing exactly what you're going to get out there in the center field. Yeah, like what Michael Harris the second did with three hits on the night, and of course, like you said, always competent with his defensive showing, but man, you had to like what you see, saw out of Travis Darno as well. Oh I mean, God. you want to talk yes. about a banner yes. night? You're talking about doing something that had not been done since the Javi Lopez day. Six runs batted in on a wow. night where literally it only took the Braves six innings to get 12 runs. They end up, of course, winning the game 13 to six. But I really, really like what he did. And the good thing is, and we talk about sometimes having an embarrassment of riches, right? Of and we know we can't have them in the same uh, game at the same time playing the same position. But you always give credo and props to William Contreras and what no he's doubt. able to do. Yes. And the one thing I took away from that is this. You've got Travis Darno, someone who calls excellent games by any stretch of what his pitchers have said, so called yet another game, even with some dust-ups with Ian Anderson last night, still called a really great mm -hmm. game and was still able to really be productive on offense. But on the same token, you have William Contreras out there, right? And mm -hmm. you can find different ways to get him in the game. So I love the fact that really it's back-to-back -back games because we talked about William Contreras and what he was able to do having a banner night in the series finale with the Diamondbacks. And now here we are the next night and someone from that catcher's position yes. was able to do his thing and be a part Michael Harris the second being a part of that Contreras being uh, excuse me uh, Darno being a part of that as well Austin Riley Dansby Sons I mean we could go down the whole list yeah. because guess what every starter in the lineup got a hit last night every each and every one of them and I think that's the thing that you know we've been asking for we've been waiting for right because like we know this lineup is loaded this lineup is loaded but they've been sticking it up or <laughs> if they are doing well you know somebody else is, is, is failing so right. I think that when you have a guy like Darno listen to people saying they need to be replaced <clears throat> John Jackery um, <laughs> you know so when, 
and he comes out and have that type of performance because we know you listen to Locked On Sports Atlanta yeah. because you listen to it. So we know everything. Travis don't know is listen to each and every show on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Um, so I think that that's the thing that we got to keep a, keep an eye out for because it's it's cool to see because this, these are the type of things I joke about them being undefeated in June, but. They, they have a real opportunity with all these yeah, the next few games for the Rockets coming up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, these, this is something that they can start getting on a winning streak. They yes. have opportunity to do something they have never done all mm-hmm. season. They have opportunity to go on a three-game winning streak. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, we are so far into the yes. season. And yet they we're have, excited about that. Yes, we got to get excited about it because that's exactly that's what it is. Are, so right? I, th- I think that, you know, if they continue to do – uh, what they need to do at the plate, I think everything else will take care of itself. You know, you will, of course, you wouldn't, you don't like to see Ian as have so many people on base, you know, sure. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that that you prefer them to kind of tighten that up a little bit, mm-hmm. but you like to see them get out of those particular situations. And like I said, he gave a couple long balls mm-hmm. last night, so I think that's something that, you know, you keep an eye out for, you can tighten up the next time around, but you have to be thankful for it all of that run production for sure. Oh, you do. Anytime we can have a conversation about the Braves having nine of 19 in with runners in scoring position and actually to be able to do something. Yeah, that has been the bane of their existence. So to be able to do that, be in position to get three wins in a row and be in position to take advantage maybe of another Mets loss because they lost to the Dodgers last night to nothing. So that brought that lead, that division lead down to nine and a half. We'll see where it goes. We will definitely see where it goes. We saw how it went down last night with the Warriors and the Celtics. Uh, Steph Curry coming out looking like Chef Curry. Like we, we He's talking about, I want a finals MVP type performance in that first quarter. And then next thing you know, it seemed like the Boston Celtics just woke up. They end up pulling out 120 to 108 to Nietzsche Batiste. Are we in for a series? Oh, absolutely. You know, we said, we kind of gave you guys our who, who, we, who we got. And we both said the Warriors, but we said six, maybe seven games. Jarvis called it in seven. I said six, but six and a possible. We play space. So no, I said six and a possible. And the reason we said it is because you had to look at the performances of those two teams in this la- in the regular season. Four mm-hmm. out of the last five games, the Celtics won those games, right? Yep. And they won it because we said it yesterday. They are just as complete of a team, maybe in a different way, but just as complete of a team as the Warriors. And they showed that to you last night. So like you said, Steph Curry comes out and he scores, you know, his his 21 points in that th- first quarter, and you think it's a runaway. And then mm-hmm. same thing, they come out and they press in the third quarter like they do as the Warriors, and you think game over. But the resilience and buckling down that the Celtics did and playing their game and their type of defense, and they basically said, hey, what we're going to do on one end of the court is we're going to close out, we're going to literally close out and so that you can't kick the ball out. Like, we're going to come back on defense so fast that you don't even have time to get set right. to kick the ball out to your three-point shooters. But if you do get out there, we're going to contest every shot. And then if you try to get inside, we're going to clog the lane. And one thing that uh, Steve Kerr is definitely going to have to do is figure out how more than just Andrew Wiggins is going to be able to get inside. Because if your shots aren't falling like they did last night, it's going to be a problem again. And on the flip side, Jarvis, the Celtics dared the Warriors, dared them on the inside and said, oh, no, we got this, Al Horford. 36-year-old, happy birthday, Al Horford said, now we got this on the inside. And then on the outside, they said, hey, if you guys choose to play zone so that you can keep Jason Tatum in check, oh, we'll just let Jalen Brown, oh, we'll just let Derek White, oh, we'll just let anybody go off. So the series is far from over. It's just one game. But boy, were the Celtics impressive in, in Ime Doka and executing his game plan. Like, 
and and I think you brought up an excellent point. Draymond Green and Looney. Yes. Y'all yes. gonna have to play Gotta step it up. Because if you can't take advantage, nothing against Al Horford. Right. Al Horford has been a, a really good player in yes. the NBA, and I think he's probably on the verge of having having a conversation about being all of Famer yeah. if he ever get a championship. So, but he's never been that great, that great of a defender. Y'all gonna have to take advantage some way, somehow, down low because. Sitting out there trying to shoot threes, that's not going to happen. They don't get y'all those shots all day. All right, speaking of all day, we're going to talk about where we've been all day. Yeah. Here at Mercedes-Benz, Falcons practice. He's got a chance to get a little peek, talk to some guys. We're going to let you know. We're going to give you some observations. What we took away from the Falcons practice today right here at Mercedes-Benz, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is ATL Day 1s with Jonathan T, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra. This is Jarvis, and you might be wondering where we are today because you got a little bit of a different background and you see us in the same space. That's because we were out at Falcons Open Practice today right here at the Bend. So thank you guys, as always, for stopping by. And we're going to give you that great Falcons coverage throughout all the way up through training camp to the regular season. And the reason we're telling you that is because we want you guys to keep on subscribing on YouTube like you've been doing with all this great Falcons coverage and covering other sports in and around Atlanta. Also, of course, subscribe, like, follow us on YouTube, but don't forget about audio platforms. Wherever you download podcasts, check us out and give us a five-star review. And speaking of five-star reviews, Jarvis, I would give today's open practice and open media availability and press conference a five-star. The Falcons did something really, really cool in an effort to really get their fans engaged. So in addition to the open practice, they allowed fans to ask questions to Coach Arthur Smith, and I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, it was like real cool because like as a, at, at the end of the day, you, you want people to have a feel of sense of community, right? Yes. When when they come into to the Mercedes-Benz because at the end, that stuff is going to eventually transfer, right? Like yeah. when you're talking about crowds and, and you all coming to the games yeah. and being loud and, and trying to get some type of home field advantage, and I think because I think that's the at the end of the day that's the that's the goal for them. Mm-hmm. And and another thing, just being on 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 the sidelines, you know, kind of snook off into the little sweet devil, yes. you know, kind of mixing it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually got a chance to see Terry Fondo, and he was mm-hmm. talking to, talking to fans and just having just being a regular person and yeah, not being standoffish yeah. because right. you know. May have been the, how the previous regime was before they, you know, got on the body here. But I think that all of that put together is was just it's just a really good vibes today, really good feel about what's going on with this team because it's a lot of newness, right? There's yes. a lot of freshness to be back at the biz. It's you know we we got really it was just like our home on Sundays yes. at one yes. o'clock. You know, being here, back at the through, office, back at the office, right? You know, being in the routine. So I think that be back here today mm-hmm. and for the way the Falcons you know, organiza- as an organization set up everything and and you got Arthur Smith even saying, hey, what's up? You know, yeah, to like people yeah. in the crowd and stuff. Like, hey, coach, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So and Arthur Smith is not the most guy, most kind of like. I guess what a personality to say. You know, he has his own personality, but yeah. he's not the. If you look at him, you're like, ah, you know, he might be a little bit standoffish, but that wasn't him. Like he yeah. was, you know, very cordial and everything. Mm-hmm. I even, T, I even asked him, and you know, he had the red situation going on with the red fitted. You know, how they had the red helmets and everything, so he had to, the, the had to go with the red helmet. Like I asked him about, you know. Maybe they give me one, but you know he kind of gave me a name that I couldn't even hear him. But you know, I was trying to see if I could figure out a way to go get one of those hats because 
they are super, super dope. Yeah, yeah, and he gave us a sneak peek into his workout. You know, Jarvis and I are all about that workout life, and Coach Smith gave us a sneak peek into what he does on his workout, just kind of getting here really early. And what that also told me was he was setting the tone kind of yeah. getting in here before everybody and setting the tone for himself and then setting the tone for the rest of those players as far as what this is going to be like because that's something we talk to the players about as well. What did it feel like being back in this building for some of them who hadn't been back in the building since uh, the end of the regular season, but for others hadn't been back in the building since maybe an unfortunate injury. So it was interesting to kind of see what they were talking about in terms of this kind of being the unofficial beginning of their journey back into the bend. So one guy that we had a chance to talk to today was Ade Ogundeji. Uh, Jarvis was able to get some conversation going with him one-on-one, -on -one, and that's actually him talking right there to him. We're going to post that for you, I promise. Yeah. We're, we're not going to keep it secret. Gotcha. Yeah. We're, we're not going to keep it secret. We're going to post it for you. But just a quick snippet into your conversation with Ade Jarvis. What was that like today? You know what? The one thing I've always liked talking to young pass rushers, guys who come into the league, because that's the thing that I feel like once you get into the league and kind of get a good grasp of how things work and how things flow, mm -hmm. I, I think that you can be better. You can, you can see that jump because that's what we're going to be looking for from him in the year, that yeah. sophomore jump. Everybody, you hear coaches talk about it all the time. Dan Quinn was notorious for talking about that sophomore league. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I, But I think that having a plan when on third and long, like I immediately asked him, like, hey, third and long, what's your go-to move? And he was like, speed the swipe, boom, yes. immediately. Like, yes. He rolled it off like it was... Like it was clockwork, and that's how you have to be when you're a pass rush. You got to mm -hmm. know what you're doing on yeah. third downs. You got to know how you're going to get to the home, get home. And you got to know how you're going to put a quarterback on the ground before you can actually do it. So um, I, I think that, you know, he he seems like a guy that he's he's ready, you know. And I, I try to give him, I try to squeeze an answer out of him as far as <laughs> give me a number as far as how many sacks he's going to get. You know, he said he wasn't going to tell me right now, but he said he will. So. I'm going definitely have that for you guys. I gotta get the answer. Like yeah. how many sacks you wanna get this right. year? Because everybody knows we, the Falcons need to get the quarterback on the ground. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. And you know who else it was great to get an opportunity to talk to, and that was Kyle Pitts because yes. he's another one who really has talked a lot in the off season about some of the things that he's been working on. I've actually had a chance to talk to him a couple times this off season, and really. For him, it's all the little things because Kyle Pitts definitely had a breakout season. You don't get to the Pro Bowl in your rookie year if you are not out there doing great things. But to hear him just have that same, really, I would say even next level intensity about how he wanted to improve his game. And the other thing he wants to do is get the timing right for himself, but everybody else in that tight end room. So as you guys know, Arthur Smith is all about that competition. So whether it's adding somebody most recently like a Cameron Batson to the wide receiver room or adding more and more individuals to the tight end room, it's all about competition. But what I love about Kyle Pitts is he's embracing that competition, right? Embracing yeah. the opportunity to learn from an Anthony Ferkser, but also taking on the mantle of kind of being, and I, I said, you know, he's a young veteran because we're only mm -hmm. talking about two years in, but embracing the opportunity to provide some leadership and maybe give some lessons to some of the, not just the wide receivers or the tight ends, but really everybody on that offensive side of the ball who's in their rookie season so that we can get them up to speed. And he's enjoying the time that he's having working under Marcus Mariota, as well as a Desmond Ritter. And I even asked him about Desmond in particular because we were talking rookies mm -hmm. and he said he really likes the ball that Desmond Ritter throws. So again, you guys, as this offseason goes on into training camp, we can't wait to tell you more. And next week, come back next week because we'll tell you about more of the conversations that we had with some of the players today. But when we come back, 
We're going to talk to you guys a little bit about some expansion that might be going on in one of our, our professional leagues. And we might be talking to you guys about a coach that says, well, you know what? If you can't beat them, join them. If you want to hear about it, come back on the other side. It'll be for the culture because this is ATL Day Ones. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. And we are live. I hear at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Falcons practice today, open practice, there was a lot of good energy going on today. Did I just use the word energy? Energy. I'm like too old for that. I'm too old for that. Same energy. All day, every day. Yeah, but what I want to do is I want you guys to keep that same energy because we had just hit 1,500 subscribers today. We want to ask that you continue to like and subscribe to our page. We are pushing for 2,000. We're trying to get to that 2,000 subscribers. You have been been a part of that. We really, really, really appreciate you for that. And also, on the other side, don't remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. Wherever you download your podcast, make sure you go and leave a five-star review so everybody else can find out about us. Don't be greedy. Don't do that. That's not nice. <laughs> tell everybody. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. But this is for the culture team. Yep. And it is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes yeah. what the hell we won't talk about. What's up for the doctor for today? The WNBA. Yeah. They have 12 teams right now. Um, WNBA commissioner Kathy Engelberti said they are looking to add one to two teams by the end of the year to eventually start play in 2025. Mm-hmm. What say you? Do you think it's a good idea or they might need to kind of pump the brakes a little bit on this one? Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence with it, but leaning more about like pumping the brakes. And who knows, the fact that she's that uh, Commissioner Engelbert is saying two years from now, maybe that gives me a little bit more leaning in the direction of go for it. But my pause is this. The league has had some compression because mm-hmm. remember, the league had a team in the Houston Comets that when it was first started had four championships. Now they don't exist. Exactly. Now that team doesn't mm-hmm. exist. So I'd really love to see the expansion to bring that team back to that city because I think yeah, that, I yeah, I think Houston would do well with an expansion team or just really returning their team because we've even seen in other leagues, like here in football, when you bring a team back to Cleveland, it works. When you get a team back to Baltimore, it works. So if you have an expansion team that you can put back in a market that would embrace it, I kind of would go for it. The only caveat I would say is, do we have enough energy in the teams that are currently there, like with the 12 teams, and especially as it relates to equity and um, negotiating TV rights and that sort of thing. Are we in a position as a WNBA league? And I say we because I, I support the, the the league and, of course, cover the, the Atlanta dream. But I love the energy that's going after and being put forward behind the dream as they re-engineer and reimagine their identity. And they've got that number one pick. I almost want to say for that new crop, that new wave of WNBA players, as we're maybe getting to the point in certain players' careers, like a Diana Taurasi, who's maybe on the other side, mm-hmm. maybe having that opportunity, or like a Sue Bird, having the opportunity to take those new players and really just cultivate them within the franchises that are there. But if the league chooses to go forward, I definitely want to see them go back to one of those markets. I think they'll do well. You almost have to, right? Like the Houston Commons. Like, yeah. They just had the squad. And, um, you know, just for them to be able to come out like they did, like you said, you're talking about Cheryl Swoops. Like, 
and Cynthia Cooper. Cynthia Cooper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that my was girl Tina, the big Tina Thompson. Tina Thompson was the amazing big. She had that big red lipstick. You know, you you knew Tina Thompson walking the room because you like she's. She was she was a, she was a force. Yeah. She was a force no on, on on the basketball court. So I think that would be my first choice of like okay, because you already got the brand recognition and everything yes. like that. So I think that'd be a good idea. And as far as the transitioning to the big the big names, I think the dream already they already had right yeah. out. Yeah. they're doing Absolute. it. Beast. You know what? <laughs> when she gets out on that court, I think College Park. Yeah, yeah I don't think they're um having any issues selling out down there no. down the, on the south side nope. of the city so sell out um, tonight yes it, it is. is i tried to get tickets i tried i tried i told my wife but she didn't want to listen but it's all good but we want to thank you for making atl day once the first lesson of the day we really we always want to be thankful for that but oh, what you want to make your second lesson of the day though hitting hard with john chuckle he always <laughs> have a thought for you, and sometimes he really doesn't even care whether or not you like what it or you not. Think? But he just wants you to listen. <laughs> like, make it your second listen of the day. We really would appreciate you for that. So, um, we got a lot of good stuff. We want to make sure you guys come back on Monday, right? Yeah. Because we're going to have a lot of good stuff. We're going to have way more Falcons talk for you um, as we get ready to, you know, go into the mandatory mini camps and and, and it's soon, but before you even know it. July, yes. and the training camp, camp, and they put the pads on. Yeah. That's really go get some good observations. So we want to make sure you come back on Monday. We want you guys to have a great weekend. Yeah. And as I always say, as we leave, I'll come back now, yeah. And do it for the dream. All right. Okay, perfect. Yeah.